If there was ever a time for Alex Anthopoulos and the Atlanta Braves to go all in in free agency, that time would be right now. You are locked on Braves. Your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on social media at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my written work over at bravestoday.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on social media at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback you have for the podcast. Always enjoy hearing from you, and I try to make this podcast as interactive with you as possible. Thank you so much for doing that and all your support, your feedback. Really do appreciate all of it. If you're new on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. I think we're less than 40 subscribers away from hitting 8,000. So appreciate all the support there. Hit that thumbs up button as well as it does help the show tremendously, whether you're watching on YouTube, listening to the audio version. Thank you so much for all your support of Lockdown Braves, making us your first listen of each and every day. In case you're new, I do a lot of these podcasts live during the offseason, and it's catching on. We've had just about 200 viewers in here live the last several podcasts now, so thank you so much. Right now, we got Jeffrey Humphreys, Arginis, Adam Dow, Joe Mee, Philip Worley in here, Carter Smith as well, Stepsod, uh, Hayden Harris, Jessica, JDK Online, Chris Fields, Madam Bat- Battleaxe, Ed Harrell, Corey Cotter, Owen Ray, and Matthew Brittingham all in here listening live. Then we'll have others join. Thank you so much for being here with me live on the podcast. Today's episode kind of going to be a little bit of free form here. I just, I really want to discuss where the Braves are right now as a franchise and why now is the time to go and why, if there was ever an opportunity and a place for Alex Anthopoulos to put all the chips in, now would be the time to do it. And I've talked a lot this offseason about the fact that, yeah, the Braves probably won't go in free agency. They'll probably look the trade route. And part of that's just because I haven't seen Alex Anthopoulos go in in the free agent market, and we still haven't. But again, when you look at this team and where they are, I think if ever there was a time for the Braves to go into the free agent market, go out on a limb, maybe sign a deal that you know is going to hurt you in the long run, but could be tremendous in the short term. I think now is the time to do that. But let's take a step back here for just a second because there's a lot of people, you know, we've had a couple of quiet days. The Braves haven't made a move in a couple, you know, a week or so, a little over a week. It hasn't even been two weeks yet. And there's a lot of open spots on the 40-man roster. A lot of Braves fans getting a little fidgety and wondering, are they not going to do anything? You've now seen Aaron Nola get signed. You've seen Sonny Gray get signed. And a lot of you out there wondering, are the Braves going to do nothing else? Are they going to be able to find that major move? And let's take a step back here for just a second. If the Braves did absolutely nothing the rest of this offseason, and they're not going to do nothing at the very least, you know, let's just say they don't do anything other than fill out the rest of the 40-man roster with cheap deals, you know, guys on making league minimum. Let's say they don't make another big splash. They don't get another middle, top of the rotation type of arm. They don't do anything in left field. Let's say they don't do any of that. They just 
add in some depth guys, low budget, low cost guys. If the Braves did that, they would still be one of the favorites, if not the favorite to win the World Series going into 2024. I think we all need to take a step back and realize that. I'm not advocating for that, but I think we all need to understand where this team is right now. And you go over to FanDuel, our friends over at FanDuel, the Braves are currently the favorite to win the World Series in 2024. Now, obviously, there's a lot of moves that I'm going to make in the offseason that could change that and flip that, certainly. But even if they did nothing, and even considering all the other moves, if the Dodgers get Otani, if you know the Mets are trade for Juan Soto, or whatever the case may be, the Braves are still going to be one of the favorites to reach the postseason and win the World Series in 2024. That is where this Braves team is at at the moment. That's how great of a job that Alex Anthopoulos has done in creating this core and this group of players to contend for years to come. And maybe some of you don't agree with that. Maybe some of you don't want to hear that. And again, I'm not advocating for not doing anything. In fact, I'm doing the opposite on this podcast. But I do want to take a step back and hopefully help you understand and realize that this team, as currently constructed, has two of the best starting pitchers in all of baseball. I mean, Spencer Strider is by many considered to be one of the best best pitchers in all of baseball and will likely be the favorite to win the Cy Young in 2024. Max Fried finished second in the Cy Young the year before, and when he was healthy this past season, pitched like a Cy Young. It's the best that I'd ever seen him pitched this past year. The Braves have two of the best starting pitchers in all of baseball. I think you can say easily top 15, maybe top 10, two pitchers. They have the best offensive lineup in all of baseball, and the moves they've already made this offseason give them one of the best bullpens in all of baseball. This is a great team already. Right now, if they did nothing else, this is already a great team. But that's also why you cannot do nothing else because you already have a great team and you cannot just sit back, especially with what has happened the last two postseasons. You cannot just sit back and hope that things go your way in October. You got an opportunity here to build a super team. And I think the Braves have the ability to do that. We'll we'll see. Uh, Jessica asking about the luxury tax. I mean, they went past it last year. If you're going to make a big splash, This year, you're going to have to blow past it again this season. But I think the Braves are in a position where they can do that. And we've discussed the fact they have a lot coming off the books after next season with potentially Freed, uh, Ozuna, A.J. Minter, uh, Charlie Morton, all coming off the books. There's potentially 60-plus million coming off the books after next season. So you have the opportunity, if you wanted to, even with a big splash signing this offseason, to get back under the luxury tax next offseason when that penalty would really get more significant, going 50% on the overages. So Alex Anthopoulos has done a tremendous job building this core to compete for a long time to come. And that is why, because you have that core locked up, you can make you can take a chance in free agency on a contract that may come back to hurt you at some point because you already have that core built up to pretty team-friendly deals. Look, if you got in a situation, let's just say they signed Otani and you sign them to a a 10-year deal, you know, 38, 40 million a year, whatever it may be, it's going to be bonkers numbers for sure. 
even if you do that, the contracts that the Braves have, unless some of these players just completely fall off a cliff, they can trade Ozzie Albies at any point. They can trade Ronald Acuna Jr. at any point. Matt Olson, Austin Riley contracts, you get four or five years down the road. They might be a little bit harder to move, but I would imagine you could still probably move them. Michael Harris, you can move. Spencer Strider, you can move. And I'm not saying that they should do that. I'm saying if you were to make a big free agent signing right now that you know is going to hurt you on the back end and it becomes a Albert Pujols, Miguel Cabrera, you know, end of historic careers type of contracts where you're paying them millions and millions of dollars, you can move some of these other contracts to get down some of that payroll if you needed to. A lot of these good contracts the Braves have, they are tradable. Sean Murphy, another one, I think will be very tradable if you needed to. And that's why, because they've done all that, that's why I believe this is the time, if you were ever going to go for it in free agency and sign a deal and you're overpaying in free agency, it's what you're always doing. I feel like now is the time to do that. You've afforded yourself this opportunity and not often do you get a chance to sign a unicorn like Shohei Otani. And again, I'm not sitting here trying to advocate that that is going to happen or or should happen. But how many chances do you get to sign Otani? And there's other things that's going to go into signing Otani, where he wants to play, obviously how much. But you don't get a chance to sign Babe Ruth. You just don't. And you have that opportunity. You don't get a chance to sign a 25-year-old ace like Yamamoto, which many people believe he will be. You don't get that chance very often to sign an ace at 25 years old. I just think there are some options out there to really put this team over the top. And I feel like there are some risks that are worth taking. Can you imagine having a lineup with Ron Acuna Jr. and Shohei Otani in it? Can you imagine hopefully in 2025 if Otani comes back and the elbow's good and everything, uh, a rotation with Strider and Otani at the top? Or just imagine if they sign Yamamoto, having him and Strider at the top after 2024. Imagine in 2024 where you have both of them at the top with Max Fried and Charlie Morton. I mean, there, there is just this, this window in time. And the Braves have this window with all this young talent where they can push in all the chips and go for it in free agency. I know it's against Alex Anthopoulos' MO and what he does, but this is your chance to go for it. I, I just, because of all these great contracts you have, now is the time to push it all in and go for it. And I'm not saying I think they will. They probably won't, but this is just a plead for me. Go for it. Take that risk. Take that chance right now because you go through this window. You've already had, what, six years now. You've reached the postseason. You've won a World Series. It's fantastic. I'm not complaining, but you go to the postseason another four or five years in this window and you don't win a World Series, a lot of people are going to look back at this run like they do the 90s, early 2000s run and say, great run of success, but just one World Series. I do not want to look back at this amazing run that the Braves are on right now and say, wish they could have done more. And I think if you're Alex Anthopoulos and that happens in 10 years from now, you're looking back at this window you had and there was an opportunity to sign a Yamamoto or an Otani or whoever else and you didn't do it, you didn't take that chance, you didn't take that risk, 
that's going to sting a little bit. So again, I don't think they will. I, I certainly don't think they will, but I hope they do. And man, it would be a lot of fun if they did. I just feel like with this window the Braves have, yes, you could take this team into 2024 and they could very well win a World Series. If the offense ever figures out how to deal with that layoff and go into the postseason swinging a good bat, if the rotation can stay completely healthy, this team is more than capable of running and winning a World Series. I I believe that. I, if they, look, they were the best team in baseball over 162 last year. They are more than capable of winning a World Series with this team. But again, after what's happened the last two seasons, you got all these contracts, you have this window, push your chips all the way in, get it done, whatever that may be. And maybe it's, you know, I'm talking a lot about Otani and Yamamoto. Maybe there's something else out there that you can do, but push all the chips in. Don't just sit here with what you got. Go all in, find that big piece to put this team over the top to make them that super team. That's what I'm hoping for as a fan. Uh, this is me just kind of pleading as a fan. That's what I'm hoping for and would love to see. Hopefully, Alex Anthopoulos is listening. Hopefully, that's what the game plan is. And it's not to scale things back. And if they scale things back, a lot of us are going to be highly, highly disappointed. We'll talk about that next. NFL season is underway right now. You can get in all the action over at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. You've been thinking about joining FanDuel. There's no better time than now to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. They have betting options like spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. There's so much action that you can get in right now, including the SEC championship game coming up this weekend. Your Georgia Bulldogs are currently a five-and-a-half-point favorite over the Alabama Crimson Tide. You can go over to FanDuel, check that out. Also, your Atlanta Falcons are the favorite to win the NFC South. So you're big believers in them. You can get in on that action over at FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get in on the action. Also visit FanDuel.com slash PlaySafe for tools and resources to help you stay in control of the way you play. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering each league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Also, later this week, give you a little preview, we'll have... Grant McCauley joining the show on Thursday as he's back from his wedding and honeymoon. So looking forward to talking to him and previewing the winter meetings, which are coming up this weekend, uh, kickoff on a Sunday. So looking forward to that. We'll also have our mailback episode on Friday, as we typically do. And on Wednesday's podcast, we're going to talk about Bo Bichette. And is he a fit for the Braves? See some of you who are here live asking about that in the comment section. As of right now, unless things happen, it's the offseason. Things could break and change everything. But Want to talk about Boba Shett on Wednesday's podcast, maybe some other options for the shortstop position. First segment here, I talked about the Braves needing to go all in. And I really believe that. I hope that. I don't think that's going to happen. If the Braves are going for some more low-cost options, here's what they could potentially do. This probably isn't going to excite anyone. Bring back Eddie Rosario. 
one year, seven million. I think gets it done. Maybe an option year with a one million dollar buyout. You know what you're getting with Eddie. It's solid production at the plate. It's apparently Gold Glove level production in left field. I just think that's an easy sign. Maybe go out and get another familiar face, a right-handed bat like an Adam Duvall. If you can get him on a one-year, you know, six million dollar deal again with another option year and a buyout. Another familiar face, play solid defense, right-handed bat. I've mentioned Luis Severino several times. Maybe you get him on a one-year, $12 million deal, similar to what the Cardinals have done with Lance Lynn. Um, and I'm forgetting the other pitcher they signed, Kyle Gibson. Um, but, you know, a deal like that, guys, coming off a terrible year, but he has been a Cy Young candidate in the past. Take a flyer on him, see what happens there. Nick Ahmed's a name I've brought up before is somebody to – you know, maybe you get him on a one-year deal, two million, maybe even less than that to kind of be your defensive backup infielder. And then Jaime Barrio is a name I talked about in an article over on Braves today. Kind of that swing man, I think you can get for pretty cheap. You'd also probably just go out and get Jackson Stevens to fill that role for cheaper if you wanted to. But Barrio has more of a history starting, and I think gives you that option as well. So those are some of your cheap options if the Braves wanted to go that route. That's still not technically cheap. That's over thirty million. Uh, if you sign all those guys for what I think they could potentially get, probably not going to happen. You're probably not going to see them sign that many guys for significant contracts. I think you're going to see a lot of these roster spots filled with guys making pre-arb um, type of, of salaries or league minimum salaries. Uh, but again, that's that's what I think will happen, what I hope will, will happen as the as that the Braves will go all in. JDK online. Jake, does it feel inevitable AA goes with value signings like Giolato? That's what I'm talking about right here. If this is the way that they're going to go with value signings, cheap signings, whatever you want to call it, you could do this. And again, I think it gives you quality depth. If you brought on a Rosario, a Severino, a Duvall, an Ahmed, a Berea, you know, those are big league guys, big league experience. They're not guys you want to lean on, but I think they give you solid depth on your team. Those are signings I would like to see made after a big splash is made. But yes, I think we very well could see him go with some uh, value signings, as JDK calls them. Raj Shukla says, Yamamoto wants to play with Otani, so Braves also get him. I love that. Let's just go ahead and get both of them. Certainly would work for the Braves. Owen Ray, what are the odds we break the consecutive division title streak with this core? <sighs> You're not even halfway there yet. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's hard to imagine somebody winning 14 straight again, especially in today's game. I think this, I think this group has a chance to get to 10. Uh, whenever Ronald Acuna Jr.'s contract in, which I think is 2028, 2029, maybe, um, when those team options run out, I think they got a good chance to win 10 in a row. But with the way things have gone, winning the division and being one of the top two seeds uh, might not be too upset if they want to go for a wild card spot and mix things up and try it that way. Philip Worley, what about Bauer on a low cost deal? Uh, we've talked about that before. There's just no mention of Trevor Bauer out there. Like you're hearing no rumors about Trevor Bauer at all. And any team showing interest in him, I believe he's joining the same team that Ron Acuna Jr. is playing on, which by the way, he and Yasiel Puig were both in the same lineup on Monday night. Both went deep, so that's pretty interesting as well. But there's just nothing out there about Trevor Bauer. I don't know if he's been blacklisted by MLB teams and nobody will just wants to touch him or they've all had an agreement, kind of the same thing with Colin Kaepernick in the NFL. 
not saying what those two did. I'm not trying to get into all that. Just saying, from what I know of the story, it seems like Kaepernick was somewhat blacklisted by the NFL. It seems like that could be the case here with Bauer. Chris Case, and I could see a two-year Otani deal happen, $120 million total. We talked about this earlier in the offseason when I did a full episode talking about Otani. I think the best-case scenario for the Braves is to get him on a you know, a two, three-year deal, a high AAV. You know, if he wanted to do that and hit the market again once he is healthy. But in my mind, I still think there's a team that's going to give him a an eight, ten-year deal, you know, for 400 million. And I think it would be kind of crazy for him to turn that down. Caleb Hudgens, we can't stand Pat and do these minimal moves. We got to make a statement splash. I hope so. And I certainly agree with that. But again, Look, the Braves are not cheap. That's another thing I wanted to point out. There are still people out there who believe the Braves are cheap. They are not a cheap team. Go look at their payroll. It's a top 10 payroll. Yes, they've said they want to be top five, and I think they can get there. This is not a cheap team. But I will say, at least in free agency, there is you know, just that feeling that, again, until I see Alex Antopoulos do it, I'm never going to believe he's going to go outside of his comfort zone to spend big on a free agent. But all reports and indications say he was willing to do that for Aaron Nola. And again, as we've also talked about with that, was that just a unique case where he just really liked Aaron Nola and you know, had a good feeling about his durability and the length of that contract that he was going to hold up. But again, we just have not seen Alex Anthopoulos go all in on a free agent. And until I see that... It's still going to be hard for me to believe that that big splash is coming, at least in free agency. We may see something be a trade, but I've gone back and forth on this as well because my ideal offseason, I mainly went trades. And part of that was just because I don't believe that Alex Anthopoulos is going to spend big in free agency. But certainly, I, I think it's better <laughs> to spend the money and not have to give up the prospects for guys you're going to have to, you know, see go in a couple of years like Corbin Burns is only has a year left on his deal same for Tyler Glass now who's also going to cost you 25 billion and Dylan Cease he's only here for two years I mean and I, I posted this on my social media account on Monday as well because there's a, a post from FanDuel actually the post came from FanDuel they threw up a trade possibility for the Braves with Dylan Cease and I think it's a fair deal and I think it's a the deal you probably have to make to get Dylan Cease. And I'm trying to pull up that trade right now. It's AJ smith Shaver, Owen Murphy, Dylan Dodd, and Von Grissom for Dylan Cease. I think that's a fair trade. I think that's probably what Dylan Cease is going to cost you. From all of you who commented on that post, you all believe that's way too much and that you wouldn't give up AJ smith Shaver. And I think that is kind of where I'm swinging the pendulum back here is that Look, go all in on the free agent signing. Do that now. Hold on to the assets that you do have, like an A.J. Smith-Shawver, like a Hurston Waldrop that are going to be low-cost, hopefully big parts of your rotation long-term that'll help you get that sal- get that um, payroll down in the future. And A.J. Smith-Shawver may be Dylan Cease in a couple of years. Hurston Waldrop may be Corbin Burns in a couple of years. I mean, those guys have some, some big ceilings. Those are That's big ass. We're talking about Cy Young type pitchers, but again, I am starting to lean the other way and just go all in on free agency. Don't worry about these trades unless you feel like you can lock up a Corbin Burns or a Dylan Cease long-term, but both of those guys are Boris clients 
And so it's just hard to see that happening. So uh, the trade routes always just seem more likely because that that appears to be what Alex Anthopoulos is more comfortable doing. But I certainly think the smarter move, and it's not my money, would be to just sign one of these free agents that you feel very comfortable in, save your trade assets, and hope that you can turn them into cheap, very productive big leaguers very soon. All right, next, I want to get into some more of your comments and questions. Very slow news day on Monday. I'll get to all of those comments and questions here next. Do want to remind you again, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, it was a very slow news day on Monday. Not a lot to report, not anything really to report that I can see unless something's going to come out here, probably while I'm recording or soon after. Did see where the Brewers are discussing a deal to extend Jackson Churio, their top prospect. Would love that for my Brewers fans uh, over there. Uh, he's a talented prospect. He's also on my dynasty team, so would love to see that happen for them. But really not a ton coming out newsworthy on Monday. So I want to jump into some of the comments here uh, coming through. Shadow Ninja says, I think acquiring Shohei Otani would be a decent move. I think it'd be a little bit more than decent there, my friend. Drew Phillips, Braves made a huge offer to Nola, and now fans are acting like they will do nothing. Again, though, was Nola a unique case? And I want to I want to back up a little bit here, too. I'm talking about throwing money at Otani, Yamamoto, whoever. For me, I, I still believe in giving that money to Max Fried. He is a Cy Young pitcher i know there's been some durability concerns with him in the past but you go back before this past season you know he was making 30 starts a season so that doesn't concern me too much but definitely uh, you know if you're gonna there's a lot of money to spend and that's why i think max Fried isn't coming back i've thought for a while he's not coming back but the fact they were so aggressive on nola and willing to hand him that money in my mind means that max Fried isn't coming back JL, I'm 99% sure Otani will be a Brave. I like that confidence, and I would love to see that. Arginus, if the Braves sign Otani at last, give them the sign of the offseason award. Yeah, I mean, whoever gets Otani is going to get that. We got to see the deal and whether or not he's going to, you know, take a short-term deal or, you know, go ahead and take the long-term deal now with an opt-out. You know, that's what I would do if I am the Braves. I'd give him that long-term deal, but I'd give him an opt-out after the second third year, fourth year, whatever it may be, if he wants to test free agency again, I think that's a way that you can go ahead, you know, get him now, pay him that money. You know, if you keep him long-term, you know, great, hopefully. But if he wants to test free agency again in a couple of years, he has the ability to do that. Leland Hurd, rather than give the future away, why not just go after Freed and make him an offer he can't refuse? It's kind of what I was talking about a second ago. If if Freed is willing, and maybe he's just not willing, we're obviously not privy to those conversations. Why not just go all in on him and set up your rotation for, as I said at the top of this episode, having two of the best starters in all of baseball for the rest of this window that you have? Yeffy says, old question, but do you believe Charlie Morton move was smart with what we what was in free agency? 
I think, yes, I think it was smart because I think you had to get something. I'm still a believer in Charlie Morton. Yes, some of the inconsistencies are frustrating, but you know, we're talking about getting somebody like a Dylan Cease. You can argue Charlie Morton's been just as good as Dylan Cease collectively over the past three seasons. I still believe Charlie Morton is a a number three starter. And on a good day, he can be a number one starter. He still has that dominant type stuff. 20 million for one year is certainly a good deal in my mind for Charlie Morton. But I would love to get him for a little bit less. Yeah, but again, with the prices that you're seeing, I mean, Kenta Maeda got two years, 24 million. And I think he's a, a number four starter. And I think that's the best that he is. Even on his good days, maybe he's a number three starter. But on Morton's good days, he's a number one in my mind, or at least a number two. Caleb Hudgens, in the past, AA has shown he likes to immediately extend guys he's traded for. That's not possible this offseason, so go go for it on the free agent market. And that's kind of the point I'm getting to as well. You know, again, at the beginning of the offseason, I thought the trade route sounded better because that's the way that Alex has gone in the past. But, you know, now you look at the top pitchers who are available that I would want to trade and sign, like Corbin Burns, like Dylan Cease, they're both Boris clients and not likely to extend. I don't make those trades giving up A.J. Smith-Shaver or Hurston Waldrop if I'm not going to be able to extend that guy that I'm getting. So if you don't feel like you can do that, then I wouldn't give up the future for the next, you know, for, for one year, for two years, for somebody that doesn't have a ton of control. Drew Phillips, I think A.A. doesn't trust Freed's health. That's why he hasn't gotten that huge offer. We don't know. We don't know what they've offered him, but uh, the, you know the health thing. Certainly, they know more than that than we do. But he looked great coming back, and I was really worried after the elbow injury earlier in the year. Certainly, that worries a lot of people. But when he came back, he looked like the old Max Freed until those blisters popped up. JL, I think spending on Otani is better than spending on Freed. I mean, you're getting an MVP level hitter, and hopefully, if he comes back healthy, an MVP or Cy Young level pitcher. I mean, trading, signing Otani is better than getting anyone. Uh, if that's the conversation we're, we're having. Bojack 2020, do you think the Braves should trade for Cor Corbin Burns? I mean, yeah, but again, as we just talked about, I don't think he's somebody you're going to extend. So I wouldn't give up AJ Smith, Shaver, or Hurston Waldrop for him. I'd give up pretty much anybody else to get him, but I wouldn't give up either of those two guys for one year of Corbin Burns. So if you can get it done without that happening, then yes, all day. I don't know that the Braves can do that. Matthew Brittingham, Jake, don't the Braves have to sign Giolito now? They played together every season on four different teams. They both started with the White Sox, and then they got traded to the Nationals, Angels, and Guardians. So you're talking about Ronaldo Lopez there. Uh, they moved around together. So, yes, you got to go get Giolito now, not to mention you got the high school connection with Max Fried. So go ahead and get Giolito, get Jack Flaherty, and get them in here together, and maybe they can – rekindle that old friendship and dominance that they all had together as high schoolers. All right. Appreciate so much the comments for being here live. Appreciate that again tomorrow where unless something breaks, we're probably going to uh, discuss the possibility of trading for Bo Bichette and some other shortstop options. We'll have Grant McCauley in here on Thursday previewing the winter meetings, and then we'll have our mailbag episode on Friday. So you got that to look forward to this week. Thank you so much for all the support here at Locked On Braves. Make sure you follow us on social media at shortstopball at lockdown underscore Braves. Subscribe on YouTube. If you haven't already, hit that thumbs up button and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast 
wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next week. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 